welcome back to another episode of the Binge Eating Dietitian Podcast, where the whole purpose of this podcast is to smash the taboo of binge eating. And this is episode four of the support series. I am doing six episodes in total, all about how you can support your loved one through binge eating. I started this series because I was unaware how many of you listen to my podcast who are not struggling with binge eating yourself, but you've noticed that your family member or your housemate or your sibling is struggling with their relationship with food and you're not sure where to begin with how to support them. I'm here to help you help them. And in today's episode, I'm going to be bringing you more value, more content so that you can do your best to support your loved one through binge eating. When I was planning this series, when I was preparing all the episodes, I had it in my mind's eye that I was going to create these episodes from the perspective of a loved one who is living with somebody with binge eating. But I completely appreciate that you may be trying to support somebody through binge eating who you don't necessarily live with. And maybe the advice I've given in some of the previous episodes in the support series hasn't really resonated with you. So today I'm going to be given some particular advice for how to support a friend who you suspect might be struggling with binge eating. So not somebody that you live with, it doesn't have to be a family member or somebody that you're very close with, but maybe just a friend that you meet up with every now and then or who you catch up with every couple of weeks, not somebody who necessarily see every day. Before I get into it, please don't take any healthcare advice from this podcast. It is just for entertainment purposes only and is not a substitute for one-to-one professional support from your GP, your nurse, or your dietitian. And if you yourself are struggling with binge eating and you are sick to your teeth of it and you want to start to work towards a life where binge eating doesn't exist then please let me know. I offer an eight-week coaching package where I help my clients to take the steps to overcome binge eating. So if you're interested, there is a link in the show notes where you can book a free 15-minute, no-obligation introductory call and I can let you know how I can help you in your quest to live a life that is binge-free. All right, now that's out of the way, let's jump into today's episode. Today, I'm going to be offering you four pieces of advice for how to support a friend through binge eating. My first piece of advice for you is to read up on eating disorders. If you are suspecting that your friend is struggling with some kind of disorder relationship with food or an eating disorder that is one that you've heard of or one that you haven't, why not educate yourself first and foremost? Now, please do this by reading up from reputable sources. Don't just take your information about eating disorders from anywhere, please, I beg you. You can really trust the charities that center around eating disorders in your country. So in Ireland, there's Bodywise. In the UK, there's Beat. And in the States, there is the National Eating Disorders Association. So they're all reputable. So check out them all if you like. But, you know, don't overwhelm yourself. Take on as much as you feel able for. The goal here is not to make you an expert in eating disorders. That is not what we are trying to achieve. 
We want for you to be best able to support your friend. Having some knowledge and awareness about who eating disorders impact, how they impact them, what the signs and symptoms are, the treatments that are available, and of course, what the charities offer, what support systems, what support groups, what support helplines are available. Knowing the basics is going to help you to navigate tricky conversations with your friend because at least they will know that, oh, hey, this person actually knows something about eating disorders. They know and they understand that eating disorders don't just affect women and girls. And just because I don't have an extremely thin body doesn't mean I don't have an eating disorder. You are amazing because you want to support your friend who you suspect has an eating disorder or is struggling with binge eating. So well done for wanting to take a proactive role in helping them through their recovery. That does not mean that you have to be an expert. I would advise you to avoid taking on the role that you are the expert in this and you've done all the reading and you know exactly what they should do to help themselves. You are not expected to have all the answers. And actually, unless you are a healthcare professional working in eating disorders, I would encourage you to not try to be an expert in this field. You have permission. You have my permission to not know everything. You don't need to understand everything about eating disorders in order to best help your friend. Get to know the basics so that when your friend is speaking to you, it's clear that you have some indication of what they're talking about, that these concepts are not entirely new to you. So read up on the basics, what eating disorders are out there, how they're diagnosed, what treatment plans are available, and then maybe leave it at that. My second piece of advice is to ask more generally about life and how life is going rather than focusing on the food side of things. Our relationship with food, and even sometimes the act of eating food, can be a very intimate thing. It's very personal. Nobody has the exact same relationship with food or eats the same thing every day as somebody else. Well, of course, unless you're following a diet that somebody else has prescribed for you. But generally, for the most part, we all have different preferences. We all like our food at different temperatures, in different quantities, at different times of the day. We all have our own quirks with food, and that is normal. This is not talked about enough. I bet that you think that you do something weird with food, that you like a particular combination, you like two foods together, and that's weird, that's abnormal. Let me tell you, it's not. We can become brainwashed about what we think is normal around food. But the thing is, if you take a step back and you look at other cultures, you will see that Every culture does their own thing with food. And it's not that one is normal and one is abnormal. They are all good. My point here is that we are all individuals and we all have our individual ways of enjoying food. Your relationship with food might feel very intimate to you, very personal to you. It's not something that you like to share that much. 
It can feel intrusive if somebody comments on your food, if somebody comments on the foods that you're eating or how you're eating them or the quantity that you eat. For some people, the natural response is to get defensive and put up this brick wall whenever somebody tries to mention your food intake. How dare they? It's my food. It's my relationship with food. And I don't need anybody else commenting on it. That reaction is okay. That reaction is completely justified. It's completely understandable because it really is that personal of an experience. Even though you are worried that your friend might be struggling with binge eating or another eating disorder, it may not be best to bring it up right at the beginning. There is no right or wrong to this. There is no correct way of doing it. And I'm afraid that you are going to have to test the water yourself. You may find it more manageable and a bit less daunting to ask your friend how life is going in general, how work is going, how their relationships are going, if there's anything that's been bothering them lately, if there's anything that they're particularly worried about or stressed about. This approach can be really helpful because as you might know, or you will after you've done your reading on the basics, is that eating disorders are often a coping mechanism. It's an indication that there's something else that's wrong in life. In the first instance, you can ask them how life is going in general. And if they do start to speak about some difficult times that they're having, you might ask them, how are you managing? How are you coping? And if they feel comfortable sharing it with you, this might be a good time for them to bring up about using food as a coping mechanism in some kind of disordered relationship with food. By the way, they mightn't bring it up at all. And that's something that you're going to have to make peace with. If they are not ready to share, you can't force them. So piece of advice number two is remember, you can show your support. You can show that you're there for them without mentioning food. Related to that point is point number three, and that is to show them that you are a safe space, to show them that they can share with you and they will not be met with any judgment, any bias. They are not going to be getting some lecture from you and that you are willing to listen. If you have your own issues with food, if you are also struggling with binge eating, if you have a disordered relationship with food and eating, or you're always on and off diets, or you're always talking about your food intake, your body, your weight, your shape, your size, now is the time to put that to one side when you are around this person. I want you to lead by example. If you go for a cup of coffee and a catch-up, maybe you could order a cake as well and make no big deal about it. Don't comment on how calorific it is, how rich it is, how you're going to have to make up for it later. That is not helpful for your friend right now. They don't need another person in their life who is going to be always talking about dieting or commenting on the calorie content of foods. Also, of course, show that you're a safe space in the way that they can share whatever they like with you and you're not going to tell other people about it if they don't want you to. Show them that you're not going to pressure them into doing anything that they don't want to do. You're not going to tell anybody if they don't want you to. 
and that you won't force them to seek treatment or seek support if they're not quite ready yet. And although I don't recommend that you ever force anybody to seek treatment or support, you could try and push them in the direction of some valuable eating disorder resources, maybe some that you have come across when you were doing your initial research, or point them in the direction of this podcast. Say, oh, I saw this account on Instagram, the binge eating dietitian, and she speaks openly about binge eating and other eating disorders. Why not give her podcast a listen? You're not forcing, you're not shutting anybody to do anything. You are just gently pointing them in some useful directions. And finally, piece of advice number four for supporting a friend through binge eating or another eating disorder is to remember that they are still your friend. They are still them. Just because they are going through a tough time right now, it doesn't mean that they're not still the same person on the inside. Continue to treat your friend like the person that they are. Invite them places, plan outings together, do things that you know that they really enjoy. Just because they're struggling with an eating disorder right now doesn't mean that life has to be put on hold. Sure, I would ask you to consider that you do take things at their pace. Again, don't force them into doing anything, but do whatever you can to let them know that you still love them no matter what they are going through. Eating disorders thrive in isolation. Your friend's eating disorder is going to try to keep them isolated, to keep them away from their friends and family, because that's how eating disorders work. They thrive in isolation. So it might be challenging for your friend to still partake in activities with you. And if that happens, that's okay. But let them know that you are there, that you are available, that you are up for doing some of the things that they loved doing before their binge eating or other eating disorder, and you will be there for them again. All right, we have covered a lot today. I just want to reiterate that thank you on behalf of your friend thank you for wanting to help them. Eating disorders are not an easy subject to navigate conversation with. And as I always say, binge eating is a taboo subject and it makes it even harder to talk about. I know that during this episode today, I did give quite direct advice. Try this, don't try that, maybe do this instead of that. But I want to reassure you that you are doing your best And just by listening to this episode and this support series shows how compassionate of a friend that you are. Please do take care of yourself. If you are struggling with your own difficult relationship with food right now, please don't feel pressured to also take on your friend's struggles with food. You really have to look after yourself first and foremost before you can take care of anybody else. If you found this episode of the support series helpful, please do let me know and let me know if there's any other topics that you would like me to cover on the podcast, both in this series and in general on the podcast. I often answer listener queries in a general capacity. I don't give individualized advice, but I can certainly answer your query in a general way. If you yourself are struggling with binge eating and you are ready to take the next step towards your future where binging does not exist, 
then please do reach out. There is a link in the show notes where you can book your free 15-minute, no-obligation introductory call. All right. Thank you again for listening. I will see you in the next episode. Until then, take care of yourself. Ooh.